Outside of this one church town, there's a gold dirt road to a whole lot of nothing. Got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country. And welcome to We Are The People Radio. It is Friday, January 27th, the year of our Lord, 2023, in God's country. And today... We always have awesome people. So say, today we have someone awesome. But, but uh, today we have someone who I honestly just got to give props to. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who are, who are trying to hold our legislators accountable. There's a lot of people who are uh, in the fight, who stand up and fight for freedom, who are concerned about uh, where this country's headed. But I will tell you, um, Jen, who's, who's here today, is and she requ requests me not share her last name so but it's jen <laughs> i will tell you this uh there are very few people in utah and i'd say in this country that are as involved in understanding what's going on the corruption as she is and like she has a team they read literally every single bill we have our legend most of our legislators are not reading the bills and she organizes groups of people who will go through and read every single bill and break it down. She's warning legislators on things they have no idea about that they're voting on. She's warning the people. Um, and she's not a one trick pony just focused on one area. I mean, she and her team, they literally, from, from what we're gonna talk about today, Inland Port, to the, uh, you know, the surveillance state, um, to at elections, these these this group of gals and uh, is it mostly all gals? Mostly, but we have some guys. Yeah, gals yep. and a couple guys. I mean, they are working feverishly uh, to to stand up for you and for I and for our freedoms and expose the corruption and uh, and and wake people up to what's going on because as you've seen from in, from this show, there is a lot of corruption here in Utah, and a lot of that corruption originates from. Uh, the UN and these globalist interest in in the state of Utah. In fact, you know, there's a reason Utah is over 70% of the state is owned by the federal government. Uh, Utah is, Utah matters. Uh, when we talk about Utah being one of the most corrupt states, there's a reason for that. Um, it's not only what's in the soil, but it's there's geographically, there's so many reasons this state is, so to say, the right the right place. And there is a war going on for this state. There's a war going on for your state. And, uh, you know, we've obviously been trying to expose what's going on for the UN. And I think today, you know, we have Jen herself coming in. And uh, I said, of everyone we've brought in, Jen is probably the, the orchestrator of everything and all the information. So it's honestly, it's, it's a pleasure to have Jen here Thanks. today. <laughs> Thanks. That's very nice. There's a, a lot of us working on it, so that's very nice. But, yeah, but you yeah. but you kind of lead it. So and she, so, anyways, I have, I have deep deep appreciation for her. So we're gonna get into it, but I just want to say this. Um, I have to remind people because it is only a matter of time before YouTube takes us down. I know right now that's where most people are watching this. Um, so please uh, follow us on Rumble. It's under We Are the People UT for Utah. Uh, you can also find us on all the Pod Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, and under Instagram, under where the people UT as well. But uh, please bookmark us on Rumble. We need to be on there anyways. Um, uh -huh. I mean, they support free speech. 
And so the only reason we're, we're, I mean, we are on both right now, but if you're on YouTube, the reason we're still there is, is that's where the bigger net is, and we're trying to get more mainstream people out of the mainstream, out of the propaganda machines, and into, you know, some of these parallel economies, and that's, and that's uh, Rumble. So if you're not on Rumble, get on Rumble. Uh, get where we, where we have the ability to have free speech where we're not being censored. Why in the world are we investing in supporting, you know, big corporations who are partnering with the government, fascism, when we have companies like uh, Rumble who are trying to fight against it, we should be supporting those organizations. So let's get to today's topic. Um, Utah's the crossroads of the West. Why, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, we've had that nickname, the crossroads yeah. of the West, and there's some beautiful th things about it, but again, there's opposition in all things. There's some beautiful principles about Utah being the crossroads of the West, but there's also a very dark, sinister uh, interest in Utah being the crossroads of the West. Uh, we're going to talk today about the, the UN's interest in Utah. We're going to talk about why the UN has a, the only place the UN has headquarters outside of New York City is Utah. Most people are not aware of that. Jen is going to break that down and talk about the UN's involvement in Utah there. She's going to talk about what's happening, what's coming here, and why the UN is so involved with Cox, our governor, with, with our legislators, with Romney, why there's so much money being funneled into here. So... She has done a very good job breaking down the, the uh, ins and outs of so, some of this corruption. And this is absolutely, we've talked a lot about a lot of big things. This is, this is as big as anything we've talked about and possibly bigger. Uh, in fact, this may be, may be one of the kingpins to everything else happening in Utah. So she is going to go through some of the weeds. Um, she's going to go through fairly high level. But the reason she's going to go into some details is she wants this is all verified. She has been working in and in and out of the legislature. She knows these bills better than most of your reps do. And her reps call her for advice. So without further ado, boom, bring it on, Jen. Let's hit it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so the port, uh, it, most people in Utah don't even know that it actually went through and there's a port happening. And they also don't know that there is one in Iron County as well. So just, you know, heads up there. Okay, what is a port? Because we're it's talking dry, today about an inland port. What is an inland port? It's a dry port. It's an inland port. That's what it is. And they can be, you know, a transit hub, um, intermodal hub, all of these different uh, kind of things. But just basically where, you know, things export, import out of, right? So it, as a general, it sounds great, sounds right? Sounds good, it yeah, sounds why not? Good. Why wouldn't we want Utah to be, you know, um, working on exporting, importing? And if your businesses, well, sure, that would be awesome, right? Like, yes, we want this port. I mean, that's what made New York and California have, is their ports. Well, right, uh, now uh, let's uh, look at them now. <laughs> wait, 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 never mind. <laughs> yeah, so um, one thing I want to, one of the slides, the first slides that uh, we're going to show is just to give you an idea of the scope of Utah so that you can understand when I'm talking about this, how big the plan is for Utah. Um, and like Jason said, we are crossroads, right? So it's a, it's a great um, location for this, for them. Um, and again, if it was being run for the best of Utah, that would be awesome. Um, I, I don't think it is. But before we get into that, I wanna say there is a new team at the port um, and I listened to their presentation yesterday, and I genuinely believe uh, that Ben Hart, who was speaking for the Port Authority, um, I do believe that he has good intentions. Overall, there's some things we we're going to talk about that I'm very concerned about. But I believe his intentions are good. He acknowledged that there's been, uh, uh, as he put it, suspect sketchy stuff <laughs> happening. Um, so he acknowledged that, and they're going to try to fix that. 
So I, I'm hoping that it'll start to get back to where Utah needs to be. And Utah needs to be the focus, not global. You know, yes, you want to ship internationally, that's fine, but it shouldn't be to push a global agenda. It should be Utah and US, you know, focus. Um, so let me go to the next slide here. But at, well, before I go to that one, as you can see here, it's literally rolling out everywhere. And it's the, they have on this uh, picture here, global connections outbound map. So it just kind of gives you an idea of the size of what's happening. And then I want to quote here for you. And like I said, there's been a change at the port. So Hart is the new head of the port, Hedge was. And this is a quote from Hedge. But he was uh, saying, well, and this is why I was presenting a plan, he emphasized that the Port Authority's goal is to position Utah as a leader in revolutionizing global logistics for the next generation, while also creating an environmentally sensitive green port unlike anything that currently exists in the world. Again, sounds great for businesses, uh, not so great if you know what's happening with ESGs and the United Nations agenda and the climate push. Um, and believe you me, there's you know problems with the climate. We're not saying there's not, but it's not what they're saying it is. And it's uh, concerning that the port would be used to push that. And the reason I want to bring that up is because if you're a business, right, and you have pressure being put on you to enforce mandates or economic pressure to behave a certain way, what do you do? What do you do if the global hub is right in your backyard and you can't say no because you can't import or export anything? And that's why I think the port is so important and it's important that Utah comprehend the size of this and what it will influence in the future for Utah and the US. So it's not just Utah and the US. That is, um, it's big. It's a big deal and people should be taking it really seriously and asking questions about what they mean about the gr a green port unlike anything that exists in the world, okay? So um, the next slide is the World Trade Center Utah who's very involved with the port. What, and you just said that very quickly. Sorry. The, the World <laughs> Trade Center Utah. Yes. They're very involved. What is the World Trade Center Utah? So they're a global, again, they're like an international, um, and actually their focus is, is international, um, kind of trade set up, well, says it in there, but logistics and international commerce, that kind of a thing. Uh, and they're in Utah, and as you guys know, there's one in New York. There's actually several all over the US, um, but Utah's got brought here in 2005, and then they had a big grand opening for it in 2012. Okay, um, but they put right here on their websites, the first thing you see, unless they've taken it down since, but making Utah the crossroads of the world, not of the USA, of the world. And so again, with what's happening globally and what we see coming down the pipe, I would question, do we want to be the crossroads of the world? What does that mean? And, um, you know, as a side note, Salt Lake is, gun in for the 2030 Olympics, 2030 Olympics. And- uh, <laughs> That's kind of a yeah. big year. 2030. Agenda 2030. <laughs> yeah, so I think there's sort of a push to present Utah because if you guys have seen what's, um, you know, kind of happening in Utah, a lot of smart push 
even with the port, smart logistics, smart, you know, hubs, smart, smart cities, 15 minute cities. So 2030, we are the ideal UN global state city. Well, not, just well it's that. not even state. Yeah, sta no, state. So actually, they have, and I, there's Territory. a quote. I can actually share it with Jason after this. It's scary. Um, they actually had a document, I believe it's from 2017, don't quote me on it, I'll have to double check the date, but they actually say make Utah the national smart state. The first. The first. Wow. So Utah, they got a lot of plans for Utah. <laughs> and um, so we just have to be aware of that. And uh, as the public, we're going to have to start really showing up to the port meetings, behave yourself. I'm not saying get crazy. You know, again, the new people are very nice. What I'm saying is go in and listen to what they're saying and start asking what they're going to do, because this is a genuine question. Utah has come out against ESG. Even Governor Cox signed it, Romney. They all came out against ESGs. But this, and we'll get to this in a minute, is going to be pushing ESGs. So how do these two things coexist? Yeah, I, I think some of these politicians that have come out against ESG, I think it's just a paper tiger. I think they're doing it for to kind of gather support from conservatives. But the fact of the matter is they know this stuff is rolling out, and they know that they're, what they're doing is pointless and useless. I kind of tend, not all of them on there, but some of them, yeah, I agree. I, I think that there's some genuine people who meant, you know, when they signed it, that's what they were doing and genuinely are going to work for it, but I think some other people know. It's, it's, it's being pushed down our throats pushed. regardless. Yeah. So this is an example of it. It is, it is. Um, so the next slide is showing you from Governor Cox's website, um, and it's, I mean, our, our state one. 2016 Global Information Technology Report describes fourth industrial revolution, World Economic Okay, guys, Forum. right there. I mean, is this, this is not conspiracy <laughs> theory. This is on Cox's website, okay? The Cox working with the World Economic Forum. Our governor, what is our governor who's employed by us, the, the citizens of Utah, we the people, doing, making backdoor deals with a global organization? Yeah, it's, yeah, genuinely. And for those that don't know what the fourth industrial revolution is, it's transhumanism. Uh, so it's, it's actually very concerning with what's happening right now. Uh, and, the, and for those who know about the chat, uh, you know, chat AI, chat AI um, you know what's coming, guys. You know what's coming. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is that fourth industrial revolution. As you can see, this, um, this one down here in the lower right corner where it says headquarters strategy, that's from a port document. It says make Utah the de facto economic headquarters of the Intermountain West in key growth sectors of the fourth industrial revolution. Here's Natalie Goshner, who is, um, worked to get a port here with the World Trade Center Utah. Um, it says why Utah should be the birthplace of the fourth industrial revolution. And then the U of U over here, um, helping to lead the fourth industrial revolution at the U Asia campus. But most of you didn't know they had a U Asia campus. In um, Utah? Well, it's the U of U, the University of Utah. The U Asia campus? Yeah, U Asia campus. Yep. So. Okay, so again, <laughs> we, we talk about Utah matters. Utah matters. You know, I mean, you have some of the most, some of the greatest light here, and where there's, where there's always opposition to everything, where you have the greatest light, you have the greatest darkness. Where you have some of the greatest patriots, you have some of the greatest tyrants. This is, the, this is ground zero for freedom. This is where they're trying to implement. This, you are living in the state where they are bringing in the mark of the beast. This is the mark, this is the Gen 2030. This is where they're trying to implement it because they think we're too ignorant. 
because they think we're so gullible and because we have leaders who are opening the door to it and we just think these leaders are just benevolent, virtuous people because they go to the same church. It's just not the case. Yeah, so, and that's, yes, unfortunately. I also think there's a lot of them that refuse to see the writing on the wall and um, I hope that, they're, that they open their eyes fairly soon. Um, the other thing that, that I always say is there's a bunch of us, like you said, reading bills, looking at things, and so we see the big picture. We see the whole picture, right? And we just, all we're asking for is to come show you the whole picture, um, and we don't often get that chance, right? You're, um, you're talking about the legislators? Yeah, because I don't think that because some again, of them... It, because again, they are getting so many bills pushed down their throats to, to, to run through in a very short mm -hmm. legislative season. Last year, Jen told me there was 856. Something like that. Yeah. 856 bills, which it was so many that, again, they're not able to read the bills. So they've got the bill sponsor coming in and basically talking them into saying, you know, vote this way. Right. There's a lot of lobbyists. And lobbyists represent NGOs, public-private partnerships, those kinds of things. Again, it's... it's and I'm not going to blame the lobbyists because I think they're doing their job, right? They're, they're doing a job. You have to remember, this has been a cultural rot issue for a very long time in America. And uh, they come in thinking they're pushing something great from whoever told them to come in and push it, right? And the problem is no one's reading what's actually in the bill or they're being told, and we all have fallen for this before, you get the flowery language and you go, oh, that sounds, I mean, who doesn't hear sustainable? and renewable and go, that's good, that sounds good, right? And so the problem is they don't see behind the curtain. Especially when there's grant money tied yes, into it. Yes, always, Oh, and, and here's some free money for yes. the state for you to run the programs you want to run. Yes. But, but last year they ran 856 bills, something right in there, which was so many they couldn't read them. This year, we're halfway through legislative session. Not even half. Not even half, and how many bills are they already at, Jen? 859, I believe. Do you think, and again, it's not like we've got all these Gadiant and robbers in, in, you know, as, as legislators, although you know, a lot of them are pushing policies that are enslaving the state. The fact of the matter is, is it's there, there's so many bills they have no idea what's in them. And so, it, so again, they do work for you. This information, you can get to them. They can have these conversations. They can, they can be in, get educated and informed and they can stand up and fight back as well but we have to get them to stand up and fight. That's gonna to have to ha come from you because I can tell you the people pushing this stuff down on them are gonna brainwash them or they're gonna tell them there's nothing there. They're gonna to try to deny this, these things. So the only way to do it is, is we the people putting pressure on them, sending them this content, getting in, in front of them and saying, have you seen this? Tell me what you're doing about it. Yeah, agreed. Um, so this uh, next slide that we have here, I wanna just show you so that you have, again, this is proof you can find it yourself. It's all over the internet. Not hard to and find. And again, we'll put all these things in the show notes. Yes. Um, the 68th United Nations Civil Society Conference for the first time in its history was not in New York City in 2019. It was in Utah. It was in Utah. And what is the goal of that conference? Building inclusive and sustainable cities and communities. So 15-minute cities, smart cities, sustainable you know, infrastructure, uh, and that's the port. The port, you know, falls into that sustainable infrastructure push. And so I think people in Utah really have to start acknowledging kind of how bad it is. I hate to say it like that, but it, it's bad. Why would, the, I mean, the entire U.S.? Okay, the, again, this is not, the U.N. didn't go to California. The U.N.'s not in Oregon. 
they're not in Texas, the UN is in your backyard. What is the global organization doing in your backyard? Why are they building smart cities in your backyard? Why are they bringing in a, a global port to your backyard? Right, that's exactly it. So um, I'm just gonna focus on a few of these goals and we might roll through them. We'll see how that flows, but seven, 13, and 17. Seven is energy, it's the renewable energy push for the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And then number 13 is the climate change and 17 is basically infrastructure, you know, all that sustainable stuff. But number seven, um, what modern green energy to the United Nations means is solar panels, you know, electric vehicles, all of these types of things, and they're not necessarily reliable energy. So what I would like to see from the people, you and from our legislature and other people when they're asking questions about this, start asking, is it reliable? Is it affordable? You know, how are, how's this happening? Because unfortunately what happened in yesterday's um, meeting when they were presenting the port and the point presented separately. But and again, the point is, and she's talking about yesterday's meeting at, 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 at the Capitol. Yeah. The point is the 15 minute cities. Yeah. And it, during those presentations, the point, um, I believe Alan Matheson is his name, who's running that, um, mentioned that their goal, one of their goals, they've got many, but one of their goals is to start to limit driving and cars and things. They want you in one car only. You know, if you're a family, you have one car only. Those types of things. And I think Utah and America and the globe needs to really ask themselves what is happening with travel and your right to move around. This is the cutting of fuel is intentional, the you know rising fuel prices, et cetera. They're going to shift you over to electric vehicles, but then we have to ask ourselves the cost of electric vehicles. The batteries alone are extremely expensive. Now they're trying to come up with sodium ion and all of these other kinds of batteries but I really think we've got to look into that process. And again, is it reliable energy and affordable energy? And do we have the infrastructure? Yes. I mean, each electric car basically is the equivalent of 15 refrigerators. If, if, every, if everyone had an electric car, our grid would go down in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, it's, we don't have the infrastructure. And, and because we don't have the infrastructure, once they get one on electric cars, now all of a sudden, because the infrastructure can't handle it, now all of a sudden, if you're not, now you are limited to how much you can drive your car. Right, and I mean, we see where this is, this is what I wanna to say to car dealerships and, and all of these And all people. you people who think it's so cool to get an electric yeah. car, yeah, it's really cool. You're, I mean, when you see all the globalists pushing it, maybe you should think, ah, maybe I don't wanna be so cool with an electric <laughs> car. Maybe actually gas is cool. Maybe diesel's cool. Maybe the original is cool. <laughs> well, and also the whole thing about America that's been wonderful is we had a big middle class. That's how you have a props, uh, prosperous country. The bigger the middle class, the more prosperous the country, right? And people could afford cars. They were buying cars. They're going to price us back. We're basically going to be serfs again. Seriously. No, like, no that's it where is. We're this going. is no, history. Um, what did they do in Marxist yeah. countries? Destroy the middle class. You have the ultra wealthy, the elites, and you have the, the garbage, which is what the way they see the rest of us. Right. And so I think we've really, again, genuine questions and not just from the people the businesses need to start asking these questions you'll be out of business so for example tire recycling's big right now right you got lots of tire recycling well what happens when there's not cars and trucks yeah how are you going to make your money tire recyclers yeah. how are you making your money right like i you've got to think past your nose 
and go further, how does this affect the economic system, right? How does it affect more than just me? How does this affect everything? And that's, I think, what people are, they get so excited about, well, let's save the environment. And by the way, again, yes, there are things to save. Yes, we want to protect the environment, but we've gotta be having a two-way conversation, and right now we're having a one-way, right? Because right. everything gets censored and all of these types of things. So the next thing I wanna show you is um, they oftentimes, of course, say, sorry, I'm going a little backwards here. Um, they oftentimes say zero, emissions, zero fatalities, zero, 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 right? Um, there's only one way you accomplish zero, and I think we're smart enough to figure that out. That means no humans. I mean, you can't have zero fatalities and have humans exist. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, so again, question things. This is from the UN's um, own website, so again, you can go look at it. The address is up there, and I've, the sources I've given to Jason. Um, but for a, liv a livable climate, net zero commitments must be backed by credible action. Again, I want you to think about what that means because the port will be exporting, importing everything. So the amount of pressure to obey a global agenda in order to do business with China, if they wanted to, or uh, England, you know what I mean, the UK, et cetera, whoever, what's that pressure going to be? Okay, so if people don't start saying no, we're gonna be in a world of hurt. And then uh, the next thing I wanted to show you is from their own new business plan, the port's new business plan on this slide. It mentions here, partner with federal and state transportation initiatives. And again, people just kind of blow past that. They don't really let it sink in. And we're getting better now. But anytime you do a deal with the feds, the I devil. mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're tied. You're tied, right? And so again, who's pressuring our government? I mean, we don't even need to get into what's happening federally. I think we all are seeing that. But who's pressuring that, right? Where's that pressure coming? And if you don't think Utah will feel that, you are sorely mistaken. That will definitely be imposed in Utah. And just go back and remember 2020 and what that was like, mm. right? It'll be worse. So keep that in mind. Um, the other thing that I wanted to point out to you guys is they uh, mention in here, and I think it's a question to ask him. I think we should all ask him. They say facilitate digital infrastructure deployment. I would like to this, know. Where do this, they say, where is this? Facilitate digital infrastructure deployment. Oh, right. it's on their business plan. The ports, the, the ports, the ports. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, their or excuse me, management plan that they released. It, they just released it in January. Okay. Um, so. Now what does that mean? Yeah, I would like to know what it means because, and this is to their credit. Again, I will give them credit. They got well. They are letting their contract exhaust for Keychain. Keychain was their, uh, for lack of a better term, I'm sorry. I think they were a surveillance <laughs> program, um, but they're you know kind of internet set up, et cetera, their digital connection. Um, and they failed um, two audits because of the process for obtaining Keychain. So I, from what I'm understanding is that contract's exhausted and will not be renewed. So then who's stepping into that place? How, what does that mean you know, for Utah? Those kinds of things, because as you saw in the previous video with Salty, 
Um, we have a problem with a surveillance state being rolled out in Utah, and the port would definitely participate in that um, because, again, it's, it's a logistics hub. You're gonna have cameras all over there, right? To keep track of what's coming in, going out, et cetera. So, and the port is so big, it's very influential. It's got a lot of influential people participating in it. Um, so I would just question, you know, kind of what's going on there. It seems like one of the challenges that uh, ports typically have is uh, from drugs coming in and out. Yeah. Trafficking through there seems to be a real problem. Yeah. How do you see uh, an inland port in Utah, how do you <laughs> see that affecting us negatively uh, or those things? Do you think that will have an impact? Do you think we yeah. would see an increase of drugs and sex trafficking with, with the port? And if I, so, why? Yeah, I do right now. And again, we'll see what happens with the new leadership because they are they're changing things around. Um, but yeah, I do see a problem because before it was gonna bypass a coastal port of entry to a degree. Um, and so you, yeah, it kind of opens a can of worms. The other thing is Utah, and this is logistics, I understand it, is doing business with um, the Long Beach port and Oakland port. So those are both California. And I wish California was in better shape. If it was in better shape, I'd feel better about it. I don't feel good about doing business with those ports as they are. Um, the reason being is it's sort of a free-for-all, uh, or it appears that way. Right, so who knows, maybe they've got it better locked down, but it appears that there's a free-for-all. We know fentanyl and all of those things are coming in like crazy through the borders. Um, so I think Utah would be in trouble. I will tell you guys, I actually, the whole way I found out about the port was uh, somebody gave me a call uh, who lives in California uh, and knew about their port system and whatnot called me, I don't know who this person was, don't know how they got my number, which is creepy in and of itself, but they called me and they said to me, um, if Utah does this, if they sign up with these contracts, they will be irrevocably tied to California and everything that's coming in through California, and they will therefore be tied to China. So understand what you're doing if you do this. It's, um, you know, they were extremely concerned for Utah and they live in California. And so I said, well, okay, I'll go look at the port. I don't, because I didn't know a lot about it. Um, I knew it existed. Uh, I didn't know if it had been actually authorized, you know, et cetera. But, so I went and started looking and I was like, oh dear, we've got a few problems, right? A few little problems with the port. And it seems to be involved, like I said, in kind of everywhere we kind of, like, he, like Jason said, we have a big team that looks at bills, looks at all sorts of different stuff. Um, and every time you kind of pick something up, you're like, oh, there's the port again, here's the port. You know, there's certain projects that keep coming up. And the point's another one, the port in Vision, Utah, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, you just, oh, here we are, here they are again. So these are things to start looking at, Utah, and uh, for lack of a better term, follow the rabbit hole. You need to just start looking. If something doesn't look right or it doesn't sound right, go look, you know? Um, and to be fair, None of this is from grandma requests or anything. This is all accessible. <laughs> it's all just online. So that it's not being hidden. It's that, you know, they don't, again, they use flowery wording um, so the public doesn't pick up on what's happening. Well, there's also, and I can tell you that the, um, there's a real, 
dis, I don't know if disdain is the right word, but this, the, the, they, they, there's a truly almost a uh, looking down on the average yeah. on, on, on the average people that uh, they just think that we are so stupid. It does, um, yeah, it feels that way. No, sure. they just, they, they think, they know they can get away with things. They just put stuff right out there and they just know that we're just, you know, we're, they, powerless or that is what they see to uh, make any change or do anything about it and that we're too, you know, that we won't research things. I mean, even, um, I mean, the, the way that the regulatory agencies, the CDC, the ATF, the EPA, the IRS, the way the regulatory agencies work is all they have to do to get regulations passed is write it, put it in the federal register, and you know who's responsible to stop it? Who? We are. Yeah. It's, it doesn't go through Congress. And the reason yeah. they set it up that way is they, they set up under, under the executive branch, it, which is completely unconstitutional, but they says the people that are gonna be responsible to stop this will be just the average citizens. And they <laughs> said it's brilliant because we know they won't even read the, the, anything on the Federal Register, let right. alone stand up and do it. And guess what? This is why we're so overregulated is because we don't read the Federal Register. We don't speak up on those issues. And they and they laugh at us. They say you guys have the chance to stop every one of these things, but you don't even like. Well, they read. do the same here in Utah. It's in a room, and this is what I want to say to I guess the legislatures and stuff. People have jobs. You guys even have jobs. They have jobs, right? People have jobs. They cannot be at the committee meetings all year long, all year long. It's not possible. We and actually with inflation, it's even less possible, right? People have to raise their children. They have jobs. And making all of this, these decisions, um, in my opinion, behind closed doors, it's not directly, but people don't even know to pay attention to interim. They don't know. They don't know where to even go look at these listings, these postings, right? Public notice postings. Most people have no idea. Well, they're where not to look. intended. You're not supposed to know. That's exactly. You're not supposed to know because yeah. they don't want you educated. Because an educated po population is a empowered population, and that's not what they want. Tyranny likes. And a population of people who are uneducated, uninformed, and ignorant. Yeah, I mean, sad but true. So that's uh, that's uh, goal number seven. We're going to do thirteen, and I think that's probably where we'll stop because it's almost. But um, okay. goal thirteen is the climate change goal for the United Nations. And the reason I bring this up is again that ESG conversation that I had earlier. I think people really don't fully comprehend um, how far this is already for Utah. So I'm just. Can you gonna, go back to that slide? Just, I want yeah. to see that. So what is what this are we looking at here? This is the United Nations. Take urgent action to combat climate change and its impacts. And as you can see, they've got it code it says red. It's code red. What does yeah. that mean? Like emergency. We've got to get it done. And they're upping their timeline. As as you know, it's no longer 2030. It's now 2025. So they got plans, because they know we're waking up. So they got to get it done before then. And Utah is rolling full steam ahead. So um, part of this, one of the slides on here, our pictures on here is drought. So they're, they're you know, going to probably kind of angle the drought way and air quality, those types of things, um, to move towards more kind of lockdown stuff and remove um, access and freedoms is how it's looking. And you can look at Oxford, Oxfordshire, England to kind of see what's going on. Um, you know, the other thing too is it's like, what are the sinister things that could happen in a tyrannical government with an inland port? You know, <laughs> if there was an inland port in, in, during, in Russia during the, when Stalin was in office, 
or was not in office when Stalin was reigning, if there was an inland port with the Jews and the Nazis, you know, you try, you think yeah. of, you know, again, we are moving into into times that are that are dangerous, and and the organization moving this inland port, again, this is not Utah, this is not your local governor, this, even though he's obviously in bed with these people. <laughs> this is a the, the global organization. This is the the again. For those who believe in the, the, that these are the last days, the, the World Economic Forum, this group of people, that is this government that seeks to overthrow the freedoms of all nations and people. Yeah, they want and, one control. And they want to have a port in the middle of Utah. Yeah. Right, in the, right smack dab in, in the heart of Utah. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, this is, people should be, again, this stuff is not. It, it's not hard to find. Yes. Yeah, it's not hard to find. And uh, so to quote uh, them, they put up sustainability is at the heart of all Utah Inland Port Authority's partnerships. So go back to what I said about businesses being forced, okay, or coerced. Um, partnerships, programs, and policies within the Inland Port's jurisdictional area. Utah Inland Port Authority is committed to realizing its sustainable development potential uh, through coordination with public and private stakeholders in the region. The Utah Inland Port Authority's framework for sustainable development consists of green, resilient, and equitable themes, each with distinct objectives and dimensions. So, and this is where I have a little bit of an issue, um, and again, give lots of credit to the new people coming in for the port, because again, I do think they're genuine and wanting to clean some things up. However, this is the area where they, in my humble opinion, are failing. Um, he mentioned in the meeting yesterday that they are funding an EPA's environmental justice study. Mm. That's easy. That's ESG. Okay, that's ESG. Um, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And I know there's a lot of pressure. To be clear, there's a lot of pressure from the left, and Salt Lake County would, you know, as you can see from that agreement, um, really is pushing that environmental piece. So. And this is why I say to the people, you have to let your voices be heard and that you, and businesses, you need to stand up and say, we don't wanna to be told what we can and cannot do socially. Don't tell us to condemn people for being a political party or for you know, believing in this over here or not, et cetera. We, why are we being put in that situation? Businesses shouldn't be put in that situation. Um, and so I think that they're really gonna have to stand up on this. Um, and then the next thing that I wanna show you with ESG related as well is uh, 2020. In October, the Utah Inland Port Authority joined more than 100 leaders from the state's businesses, government, faith, and civic institutions to sign the inaugural Utah Climate and Clean Air Compact. Mm. Okay. The pledge, as well as Utah Inland Port Authority's involvement on boards dedicated to reducing emissions and protecting water quality, show a commitment to sustainability and improving current conditions. Utah Inland Port Authority has signed agreements with several organizations focused on innovative energy technologies to keep pace with technology advan advancements to secure a sustainable future. I mean, how many UN words can you have? <laughs> but anyway, I just, you know, and again, if you were to read that as a regular person or even a legislature that doesn't know better. It just sounds great. It sounds amazing. Everybody's just trying to be a good person. That's exactly it, truly. A lot of people are like, I'm helping. This is what I'm doing to help. So that's a concern. 
So the Utah um, Climate Clean Air Compact, and again, it's available, anybody can go look at it. Um, climate change, change poses a large and growing threat to the health and prosperity of Utah. You can see the narrative mm. being prepped, okay? Salt Lake City's selection as the U.S. bid city for the future Olympics. Again, we haven't won that, supposedly, but Cox just came out and said we're in a strong position to win that bid for the Olympics. I'm which sure, I'm sure we are. rolls in surveillance like nobody's business. Right, because um, it was the 2020, the, the, uh, 2020 Olympics that, or 2002 yeah. that uh, really set the stage initially for the surveillance state here. Correct. So um, for the future Olympic and uh, Paralympic Winter Games provides an opportunity to demonstrate. They're going to demonstrate, remember, credible actions. The UN wants zero emissions, zero all that. And they want credible actions demonstrate commitment by taking decisive action to reduce emissions, okay? Efforts to address climate change and air quality are leading to rapid advancement, technology, and a global economic and energy revolution. Uh, fourth industrial revolution. Yes, among many other things. So, yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, because I know we're kind of wrapping up and stuff, but I think that the best thing to keep in mind is you need to ask questions. If it doesn't sound right, it probably isn't, right? And um, trust your gut, your instinct, because uh, you know there's little flickers, right? You go, wait, something, something's off there, and I need to look. And then you talk to your legislatures, set up meetings with them. Some of them are nicer than others. <laughs> Some of them won't be. Some, Some of them, them are absolute a-holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if, but um, like some I, of them call their constituents sheep well, yeah. and refer to themselves as lions. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's actually it's absolutely disgusting. No, it was. it's absolutely disgusting the way some of these people talk down to their. It, no, I agree. I agree. Bramble brought out tinfoil on the floor. Remember and waved it around about the digital ID. Yeah, the, these some of these legislators in Utah. I mean, look, everyone talks about Romney and Cox and. Curtis and, and more, but I'll tell you, you go down to the federal, the state level, and you've got some that are just every bit as bad. Yeah. Now, not all of them are, but but some of them are, again, just don't know, 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 know better, but it is up to you to rein them in. And the thing is, these guys are not untouchable, even though some of them act like it, McKay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, the way that the Constitution set this government up is you're supposed to be able to see these guys in the grocery store. Yeah, you are. You're supposed to be able to interact. That's yes. The, that's the yes. beauty. Yes. And you know what? I want to just say one thing. Yeah. Because it's been really sad. And if I was a legislature, I would actually be sad. It would be concerning to me. If And Brian Schott from the Trib and some of the others have noticed, and they've actually written about it, it kind of more comically. It's not funny. Um, but th there's not as many crowds, you know, there's not as many people showing up, and there's not. Um, and I think that's not because uh, people are, aren't upset or they know things are bad, et cetera. It's that they have no hope. They've lost hope in the system. They do not believe the American system anymore. So your constituents don't even think it's worth anything anymore. Which I'm sure some of those, those reps are happy about. I saw, but I think a lot of them, if, you know, I mean, really, that would be concerning to me. I'd be like, wait a minute, last year we had a lot of grassroots, you know, we had a lot of people. Yeah, but that's the difference with you, Jen, is you, is you come at it from a perspective that where you love freedom and you want to see this state be run by the citizens, not by, not by, the, not by a government that's, that's out of control. Right. A, lot of these, a lot of these reps like their power. 
they like to stay, they, they don't want to step down, they don't want to be replaced. Uh, they want the privileges, they want the money, they want the insider trading that, that on all the opportunities, that they want the perks from the, from the lobbyist. Uh, a lot of them, power is a hard thing to give up. It is a hard and thing. And the last thing they want is accountability. And that's what the people, that's our job as we the people yeah. is, is to provide that accountability. They don't want it. Men, most of them don't want to be held accountable. No one likes to be held accountable. Correct. But that's why it's so necessary. It's necessary. Only free people, I mean, you have to be accountable, right? There's, you can't have freedom and not be accountable. I do want to bring up one of the yeah. things you said that stuck out to me before the so show sure. started. Uh, you mentioned that the Salt Lake County actually tried to sue yeah. uh, the, um, the Inland Port and what? lost. Yeah, they, yeah, they Which lost. I thought that was fascinating because, okay, so who has more power here? The Inland, the inland you know, uh, Port or the county? And when you have the, this, this global port that's wielding more power than, a, and even again, it's, I'm not a fan of Salt Lake County, but the fact <laughs> of the matter is, I want our government, our local government to have more control than some outside global, you know, organization. Right. Well, in the Port Authority, if they, if you were to ask them, they're state, sort of, you know what I mean? It's, sort of. It's again, this, this is why these public-private partnerships are a big problem, and they're, I'm going to call it a shadow government. That's what it is, it's a shadow government. Um, because you have all of this influence and pressure from people who don't have to be accountable to the people. And that is a problem, right? And that's what fascism is. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. what fascism, fascism is the marriage of government and business. Right. And that's what we're seeing in this country. That's what COVID, it was, that's why it was like, let's shut down all the small businesses. Let's run them into the ground and, and, and let's transfer all the wealth to the big corporations because the big corporations are in bed with the government. They'll do our bidding. And so we can technically say it's the free market, although it's just straight fascism. It, that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly it. And I would also say, uh, do we value businesses over people? Because that's a real question that I think people are going to have to, you know, wrestle with. Um, and I mean, you know, legislatures and things yeah. like that. Like, you're going to have to wrestle with that. So, well, any yeah. other final thoughts or comments that you want our yeah. viewers to hear? I, yes. I, um, if you go to the Utah Inland Port Authority's website, you can look and they'll have their meetings listed. And I would advise people to start going. Or I think most of the time they have a virtual option. Can't remember because they tend to go, but they have a virtual option as well, um, I, I believe. And so tune in, but I would say get involved and listen. And then you need to also go to your city, not just your county, your city meetings, your city uh, you know, council meetings and start listening because they're putting this in at city level up too, right? It's coming everywhere. And the port wants to roll out 29, you know, satellite ports and even physical. Tooele actually said no to a physical one, but they're trying to get physical ones in there. And again, could be a good thing. It's not that it's not, a, you know what I mean? Again, Utah wants to be self-sustainable. We need our railways open. We need, you know what I mean? We've got to have all that going But we on. don't need the UN here. That's and right. we don't need we the need World Health Act or, or we don't need the 15-minute cities. We do not right. need to be turned into a surveillance state. Exactly. Which is what they're doing. Yes. One other thing, too. Uh, yesterday, uh, Dr. Um, Moore, um, Kirk Moore, had, had a hearing. Uh, he is the doctor that is being accused of, uh, you know, violating some of the stuff with, co with the vaccine mandates. Um, Quite frankly, he's a hero. Uh, saved probably, probably thousands of lives. And uh, while Fauci is being, uh, you know, 
has, has been proven to be by, uh, literally a criminal, is, is, has made uh, millions of dollars on this, on this pandemic. You have a doctor who stood up for what's right, trying to protect people, trying to, trying to um, defend people's personal rights to not have, be injected with something they don't want to be injected with. And he is being, and he has gone being, and he has the federal government going after him. Uh, yesterday, defending Utah put on an, an event to, to basically support him. And I'll tell you, it, it was it was exciting being there. There, but and there was probably you know maybe 50 people there. But there is power in showing up. Um, this country would have never started if no one would have left their homes. If people would just sat back back at home and read Thomas Paine's letters and and you know, clicked like, even though that's, that's, that's something. At some point, freedom has to mean paying a price, and that price has never not included showing up in the streets, being visibly, making a visible show of your faith and of your beliefs and of your principles. So, you know, and yesterday is, is the case for Dr. Kirk Moore. He's, he's putting, his life is literally on the line now because he stood up for your freedoms, for my freedoms. And I just hope next time there's something like that or something more, it's time to show up the Capitol. It's time to show up. Because the time to show up and, and stand up isn't when, we're, when they're rolling out concentration camps like what happened in Germany and, and in Russia. The time to show up is before that happens. The time to fight is while you still can fight. And there's gonna come a time when your kids can't fight. And, and we will rue the day that we didn't get involved. And so, you know, for the sake of for our children, share these videos, wake your neighbors up. This is stuff that you can share. This is not some conspiracy theory. We bring in credible people who've read the bills, who've shared it right here. Share this with your friends. We have to wake the state up. They are building this infrastructure, these, this globalist infrastructure around us. The time to fight it is now. Have the courage to share it, to like it, but more important, to show up. Show up on the Capitol. Show up on the streets with your neighbors. Show up with your flags. Show up with your Utah state flag and say you're not going to you're not going to erase the, our history in here in Utah. You're not going to tear down our statues, which is what they're doing with that flag and getting this a new woke flag. Stand up in the streets. That's what it's going to take to get this country back. And the neat thing is. When you do that, you are being a beacon and a light of hope that this country is looking for. And the people driving by when they see you, those who don't have the courage are emboldened by your courage. So it's an amazing time to be alive and it's even a more amazing time to be alive and stand up and play a role in the unfolding of this incredible nation. So God bless you, get in the fight, and we'll see you next time.